that's hundred. Yo, 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 what is going on, y'all? So another episode of Monday Night Take here tonight, here with T.R. Swain from Swain Solutions. Uh, big, big, big time week. Uh, we had a great show last week. Excited for tonight's show as well. So we're getting started. Appreciate everybody's patience. Been a, you know, busy, busy, busy Monday here today. T.R., what's going on with you? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good, Lawrence. Listen, we're about to get some positive news prayerfully from the Federal Reserve. So I'm really excited about this. Man, T.R., I heard you had a lot of questions for me tonight. Listen, y'all, y'all know I'm always have questions, okay? So yeah. <laughs> where you want to start? Because I know I I, I, uh, I took a little nap today and woke up to a nice paragraph of questions. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Hey, well, well, you know what, Lawrence, we can get started now. So like from your end, what are the expectations regarding the Federal Reserve's decision this week? Man, so uh, this week is really major because th this this week has a strong uh, potential for the Federal Reserve to actually not raise interest rates for the first time in almost 18, over 18 months. Right. Yeah. So it's been about 18 months. Right. Since the Federal Reserve has actually raised interest rates. Right. So, you know, what I tell people is, is I mean, since they actually haven't raised interest rates at a meeting. Right. Right. So me looking at things, I'll be honest with you here right now. I'm a little bit um I think it's I'm I'm a little bit excited. I'm like, yo, the Fed, maybe they don't raise interest rates this time around, which I think is like super in my opinion, I think it's it's something that the market has really been waiting on. And yeah. um as I was kind of watching the market really today, I was noticing uh TR that at where the market was at today, it started to rally towards the end of the session, right? Mm -hmm. So it really started to rally towards the end of the session. And that was one thing that I noticed. Now, usually when that happens, that means that smart money knows something. Now, yes, we're still a couple of days away from the Federal Reserve actual interest rate, you know, report that's actually getting ready to come out. But it gives me a guide of where money is looking to be going and where it's looking to be placed. So from a technical perspective, which I think we'll have an opportunity to get into tonight, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the market looks like it wants to go higher still. So I I don't see a lack of that, right? I believe that with the Federal Reserve getting ready to pause interest rate hikes, that kind of creates some calmness into the market, right? Yeah. Like it, it kind of creates some calmness and some stability as far as, okay, people now believe in like, yo, interest rates aren't going to be raised. You know, people are kind of, people kind of calm down a little bit. They're like, yo, interest rates ain't going to be raised right now. Yo, and, listen, I get that. That's and cool. what happens is, is that directly affects the credit markets first, right? Yep. So the credit markets, the cost of capital, you know, then you start to see, in my opinion, I think what happens is, is that the consumer, you have to really pay attention to the consumer. And I think our good brother, shout out to our good brother, Mark Monroe, he's done a, he did an episode, I believe last week about the consumer. Yep. And what you always need to watch, especially when we talk about interest rates. What that does is now people are going to start to. So now if they pause, what the next question is going to be asked is this. And you guys can write this now. If they pause this week, they're going to immediately start harping on when are interest rates being lowered. Right. That's going to be you're going to hear that. 
over and over again. Interest rates, when are they being lowered? When are they being lowered? When are they being lowered? You're going to hear that over and over again because now people are going to start thinking about rate cuts, right? That's going to be next up. So for me, I, like I said, I, I think, um, you know, going into this week, I think the Federal Reserve, it's like a 50-50 chance, right? There's a 50-50 chance that interest rates are going to be raised 25 basis points or they're going to literally stay the same. So I think it's, it's pretty tight right now. Yeah. So what I can say, Lawrence, what makes me excited about this actual pause is this for like from the jobs perspective, right, you all? A lot of this basically is really going to also impact borrowers. So it's going to be, it's going to basically, it's going to have lower costs. Mm -hmm. It's going to also incentivize a lot of businesses to expand. More yeah. expansion is going to cause for more jobs, which means yeah. a lot of these recruiters that were impacted by so many of these tech layoffs, like for example, they're going to get their jobs back. So I'm really am excited about this. Finally, yeah. I feel like we can kind of breathe now. So yeah, yeah, nah. That, you need to talk about the labor market. Um, super, super important because you even think about the cost. Like I said, the cost of capital, right? What it costs to get a car, right? Uh, right. You know, get a vehicle, right? What it costs to get a house. Like all of those things directly expect, uh, you know, directly come at the expense of the consumer, right? So right. I, like I said, that's that's super important. So great question. You know, really what you kicking things off here tonight. What will the Fed do? What will the Fed do, right? Are they going to stop hike, rate hikes this week? Like I said, I really think it's 50-50, um, but I, I, if someone said, Lawrence, I don't want to hear a 50-50 answer from you. I want to hear the direct answer. I would I would lean a little bit more to I believe the Fed will pause this week. I believe the Fed is going to pause and rally, right? That's what you guys tune into the show to hear my take. So hearing 50-50, you know, in my opinion, doesn't necessarily really help you. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that I do believe the Fed is going to pause. And I believe that there's a strong gut feeling that tells me with the Fed pausing, the market will rally. And so the SPY would break above, in my opinion, 440 and the Qs would go and try to test 367 to 370. That is my gut feeling. Will it happen? We'll see. So I got a question. So does that also impact bonds as well? I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. Now interest mm -hmm. rates has a direct correlation. We kind of showed it last. Um, mm -hmm. We kind of showed it a little bit towards the end of the show last week when we talked about the ten year. You remember yeah. when I put up the ten year Treasury bond? Mm -hmm. We kind of showed directly how interest rates have has affected the ten year over the past two years. So yes, of course. Um, you know, interest rates um, directly affect the bond market 100%. Right. So. When when we saw that a lot of and not just not just not just the um, not just interest rates, mm -hmm. uh, you know, directly, but also when you see the the movement of equities. Right. So anything that happens kind of uncertain in the market, what happens is, is that investors move more towards bonds. When investors are uncertain, they like to go towards things that are what people would probably say more fixed. Right. More locked in. Right. So what happened was, is that. A lot of time, a lot, a lot of what happens is when there's uncertainty, people go towards bonds because they're a fixed thing. A lot of bonds are fixed. So they're locked in. They lock you in at a certain rate in a certain mature maturity date. So people go towards that when there's a lot of market uncertainty. Right. When people yeah. feel like, you know, there's a lack of maybe of, of consistent direction. Right. People get a little bit shook. So. When it comes to bonds, you know, uh, you particularly see those things, you particularly see the value as people start to purchase. Same thing, supply and demand, right? Okay. And demand shoots up when there's uncertainty happening. So, correct. Okay. So, are there any other factors that can impact the Federal Reserve's, um, like basically, like a part of their decision process? Yeah. So, 
Um, so you 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 you're you're the head of one of the main things that the Fed, right? Jobs, right? right. Jobs is important. Employment rates, they talk about it all the time, right? Yep. Employment rates being a huge factor. You uh you, we want to also mention another good point, the CPI. So mm-hmm. that's the consumer price index, which is an inflation report. So the CPI actually comes out tomorrow morning at 8:30. The Federal Reserve interest rate decision comes out on Wednesday, right? At 2 p.m. EST. Now, mind you, the Federal Reserve, even though we're getting the inflation numbers tomorrow at 8.30, the Federal Reserve has already known over the past two to three weeks what that exact number is. So they go into these rate um, hike or, you know, slashing, et cetera, decisions, right? They go into these reports with all of that data already known. So yes, that's a, a lot of that. That's a lot. So when you when you ask what's the makeup of a lot of their decisions, mm-hmm. it's employment, inflation, it's the overall health of the economy that goes into it, mm-hmm. right? So all of those different things go into policy decisions, right? And the consumer is an important part in those policy decisions as well. Okay, thank you, Lawrence, for bringing that clarity to me. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got some people in the. Yeah, I see, uh, so Levic. Uh, commented tonight. So YOLO clause, this is a funny one. <laughs> no, we're not saying that at all. Not saying that at all. Um, just saying that there is a strong possibility with a pause that you can potentially be able to see, um, you know, obviously the market uh, taking a run, moving up to the upside. There is a strong possibility market goes to the upside, you know, with, um, you know, the, 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 you know, with the federal reserve getting ready to go and potentially pause that will create a, a monster like rally. And you guys also see in the title above, man, why is Tesla running in June? Right. Yes. We've talked about this over the past couple of shows, man. We said, yo, Tesla is ready for takeoff. TR, did we not? We did. Listen, I'm excited to see the Cybertruck. Okay. I don't know if I'm gonna drive it yet, but okay. maybe I don't know, but I know that that has definitely a big part of this. Yeah. So you got multiple things. Glad you said that. So mm-hmm. not just the Cybertruck. Um, also you have uh talks about new factories. That's being another one. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> go and ahead. They're gonna get a tax credit too. I saw it for seventy five hundred. Yep. So yeah. now they basically made, you know, they achieved the ability to now make a twenty five thousand dollar car without technically making a twenty five thousand dollar. So that was another thing. So when you just take a look at all across the board, Tesla, since Elon Musk has stepped away from Twitter, he has right. been on point. He's yes. been on point. He's been on point. And that was my prediction. You see, Elon does childish stuff sometimes to get people aroused, get people talking about him, you know, but when he goes back into the lab, he gets busy. There's no one that gets more busier than Elon Musk when he goes into the lab. And, and why can we say that? Well, he's the richest person on the, on the earth. For a reason, right? So when you take a look at that, Tesla is, you know, shout out to Mark Monroe again for this one as well. You know, the very first episode of Monday Night Take, and that's your homework. I want you guys to go to the very first episode of Monday Night Take, and that was November 28th, 2022. And that was live here in Atlanta. The good brother flew in from Seattle and um, spent the day uh, with me and um, a couple other people. And we actually had about, I want to say it was about 75 people that showed up live in in person. We were at the Legacy Center. Um, He showed up, you know, ready and we debuted. And he talked about something that has really been so 
important, right? Even if you look over the past like six to seven months since this show started, right? And he mentioned something about the word iteration, right? So iteration, for those that may be a little bit newer, what Mark was, and you guys will see when you guys go back to that show, he mentioned something about, right, companies being at different iterations and different levels, right, from time to time. So a lot of times you have to understand that companies are moving up level to level at time, at different times, right? So he asked, he said, you know, on a scale to like one to, to seven, what iteration is Tesla currently at? And he mentioned, right, and we kind of came to like a, mi a middle ground that Tesla, you know, is not a startup. So it's not necessarily at like a one, right? It's more so at at that point, kind of like a, a, you know, a three, right? Whereas when we take a look at Apple, we know definitely Apple's not at iteration one. Apple's more so at iteration six, seven, right? Compared to the products, obviously the products they develop, the services they develop, right? You know, Apple, you know, has ran the course and, and, and ran the play per se, right? Multiple times over and has been successful and obviously is the most valuable company in the world. And shout out to Apple once again. Apple is above $3 trillion market cap as of today's close. So shout out to Apple again, most valuable company in the world. So what stuck with me really from that episode, and you guys will see when you go run the tape, is pay attention to how companies take steps higher, right? It's the same way as you as a person, right? How you may have been at 15 is not how you're going to be at 25. How you were at 25 is not how you are at 35, right? You should always be looking to develop yourself more and more and more. And I believe that's what we're seeing here with Tesla. Now, obviously, a lot of bullishness has came into the stock over the past uh, two weeks. We've seen the prices rise as well, you know, particularly of Tesla. So we've seen that. Um, and like I said, that's a testament to where we're currently at, you know, like I said, right now. So um, I believe Tesla is going to move higher. My summer price target for Tesla I think it could get to like, I think it could get to like 303, 303, 310 in between there. I think eventually you could see Tesla this summer potentially get up as high as there. Um, and maybe even higher, but I think somewhere in that range, I think it could end up landing there. Um, so yeah, go ahead, Queen. Oh, you on mute. Sorry, you're right. Sorry, Waffles was uh barking a little bit. I didn't want y'all to hear this, little Waffles. So wait, what I wanted to know, bro, is are there any risks associated, right, with Tesla? Because we know that it is an overbought like like stock. It is. So I'm just would love to hear your perspective on this. Yeah, there's always risk risk with any with any investment. Um, I think a lot of the obviously for for one, um, you know, Tesla is always a controversial investment, right? So for investors, they always do need to be prepared and understand that Tesla does have wild swings, right? And even even when Tesla necessarily doesn't have wild swings in the market, let's say the market turns bearish and the market was to drop 10%. A stock like Tesla is not filled with old money like a stock like an Apple or a stock like a, a JP Morgan or a Goldman Sachs. So there is a lot of new money in that stock. So when there is times of uncertainty, one of the main risks for investors is sometimes people are a little bit impatient with Tesla. Also, there's another risk, Elon Musk. Sometimes you don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> That's another huge risk. You know, those are some of the risks that you do play with playing in Tesla stock. Now, Elon Musk can be a huge risk or a huge payoff. He has been a huge payoff. You can't knock that. This company, when I first invested in it, was a $25 billion company. And I've seen this company go to a trillion dollars with my own eyes. And it did retrace back down to 300. 
But now Tesla right now, um, market cap perspective, I believe is, hold on, it is, yep, 791, 791 billion, right? So um, like I said, when you think about that, um, those are the risks with Tesla. Um, also, another risk for investors is if Tesla goes into development mode super heavy, it is expensive. So it could it could hurt the stock from a profitability standpoint in the short term, similar to what Jeff Bezos did with Amazon. Amazon did take a dent in profits, but guess what? You got Amazon Prime now. All the stuff that we see right now, it came from Jeff Bezos sacrificing some years of profitability to be able to invest in his company and make it what it is now where you see these factories and these fulfillment, not even factories, they're not factories, they're called fulfillment centers. I'm gonna do them justice. They're called fulfillment centers for a reason because they're just not any old factories and smoke coming out from the top. Nah, these are literal fulfillment centers that were developed and created to deliver you premium quality products. So yeah. no, that but that's dope though. Thank you. And yeah. I'm also curious because this is also like a new sector. This is like an electric vehicle, right? So I think that I mean, if you think about it, right? Even like after when like Apple came out with their smartphone, you had like Samsung, you had like all these other ones as well. So I'm curious to see other um like you know like like other companies as well with this too. But I did see in terms of risk. Now, I don't know if this will have really any impact, but they've been having a lot of accidents. So I think before this actually um, actually comes, like basically like goes live to market, they should be aware of that too. Because I'm sure like, you're seeing like different crashes. Like it's a lot. But again, like this is still an implementation mood. So, yep. yeah. Nah, 100%. So, you know, you also, like I said, you have things that are now in innovation mode, right? And a lot of these companies are are back in development mode, right? And that's that's important. Um, some companies, like I said, I, I want to shout out um, that really got into the bag this year, NVIDIA. They've been in the lab and it's paid off, not just from a stock perspective, but you can see it from a company perspective of how forward they're going. And that's what you need to see in this environment. And with interest rates being as high as they've been, they've exposed the winners from the losers, right? They've really exposed the companies that were really doing what they said they were supposed to be doing versus what the companies weren't doing, right? So I do think that is, you know, something to mention because a lot of these smaller growth companies, they took a huge hit because they did not have the bag and the leadership to be able to withstand what they dealt with. So I do think that's that's important to, to mention as well, too. Yeah. And I think something else, too, is that because they're making like a lot of like positive changes, yeah. you're going to get more consumers interested. Like, And so I know that they're, they're going to definitely see a positive uplift with this because we know that Tesla in the news you know, they haven't been in the best light. <laughs> so I think that this will definitely help, you know, it'll work in their favor. So which would then impact that stock. So yep. all of yep. this is become, you know, connected. So yeah. Any other questions you got for me today? Okay. Now y'all know I got more questions now. All right. So listen, so what I want to know is how might the positive performance of Tesla's um, stock impact investor perceptions of the electronic, I'm sorry. Yeah. Electric vehicle industry. Say that one more time. So, yeah. So I said, how might the positive performance of Tesla stock impact investor perceptions of this mm -hmm. new like EV sector, basically? Yeah. So 
one thing that's been happening is is that Tesla has really shown that their investment in the supercharging networks yeah. have paid off. So the charging stations, those stocks, I think, are going to really, really be in trouble. Um, Tesla is dominant. So just just a real life example: when you go to like a when you go to a lot of these charging stations, they do take a while to charge. Whereas the Tesla supercharge network, they're fat. Like it's it's fast, pretty efficient. So I think one place where they're dominating is the supercharging. And that's why you're seeing these companies like Ford and GM having to pretty much right now just lay down to them and being like, yo, man, we got to just we just got to we got to we got to make a deal with them. Like Tesla is so cutthroat because Tesla is changing the landscape of the vehicle industry. And they've been for a while and they continue to do it. Right. But they're changing the landscape and they're cutting the throats of companies like Ford. They're cutting their throats. And they're slicing them. And I want you guys to look at this term. And when I started to understand this term, it really made a lot more sense to me. But vertical integration, when you think about and I want to explain what vertical integration that like Tesla, they're doing everything in house. They're they're doing a lot of stuff in house and they're super vertically integrated. That is why Tesla is as dominant as they are, because they are vertically integrated. So they have figured out a way, right, to be able to now become where they're at. They are now vertically integrated. I want to really harp on this point, right, when I talk about vertical integration. And they've put up such a fight and they fended off the wolves. And in my opinion, no one is seeing Tesla. Right now, Elon Musk, he understood what he had. That's why he said, yo, I can't even backtrack. But even think about this, Tesla is so far ahead, Elon Musk was able to play around with Twitter for six months and still come back in the lab and show up and still take over. Like Elon Musk is like Michael Jordan right now. Michael Jordan won three rings. He said, I'm going to take two years off for you to figure it out and then came back and won three more championships. Then like, it gets no good. It gets no better than that. That's exactly what Elon did. He said, yo, I'm going to grind this out. I'm going to take six months off. I'm going to go play with Twitter. He came back. He dominated again. He's about to win three more championships. So before he wins them, you should be, in my opinion, you should be, right now, Tesla is still way off its all-time high. So it's still, like I said, a, a great opportunity where Tesla's at right now. So because I know like how like Tesla operates, they also have a lot of retail investors. So can they also, I guess, like if there's like a huge presence of them, can that impact the stock? Yeah. No. So here's the thing. You have a lot of people that like, and that's two things that could be mm -hmm. a, a detriment, but that could also be a help. So okay. you have, I'm going to talk about the bad first. Okay. What happens is, is, and I mentioned this before with, um, I mentioned this, I mentioned this before actually ever before Monday night take was actually ever created. And I said, Elon Musk's biggest downfall is that he's a face character, right? Um, and I want to explain the difference between a face and a heel. Shout out to all my WWE fans. Shout out to Mark Monroe. Me and him are big WWE fans, right? So Elon Musk is like the face, right? He's like the John Cena of WWE. That's who Elon Musk is, right? You can't see him, right? So you have some people that really cheer for him. And then you have some people that really boo him. And that's exactly how John Cena was. The crowd would really cheer for him or the crowd would boo for him. So the same thing with Elon Musk. But overall, he was a good character. He was a good face character. He was the face of the brand. Now, what happens is, is that when you turn heel, you do something that the people don't like. And those people that were booing you are still booing you. But now the people that were cheering you are now booing you too. 
And that is equivalent to what we saw happen with Elon. You see, when he was making all the moves with Twitter, once again, a lot of retail investors that are in Tesla and supporting you, but then you make these moves that people are like, yo, what is this guy doing? And they don't agree with it, right? They don't agree with his position. And what happens? What does he do? He steps away, right, from Tesla and goes to Twitter and the stock you took a look at the behavior. Tesla's stock went from 313 to 101. It then hit 101 and rallied up about a, about $60, $70. And then it went up a, back to 220 and then it retraced to 170. Since he stepped away from, from Twitter, the stock is almost up 90 to $100. So it's proof in the pudding when we talk about, so to your point about retail investors, that's the negative. Because if uh, everyone's cheering for you, it can also be the positive thing that takes your stock higher and makes it a trillion dollar company again. Yeah, you got, you're on mute. So I'm sorry. So basically I'm saying, so it's like, they're, it's really emotional buying, right? Basically, like it's kind of like on their emotions. So if they're, you know, supporting, then they're rallying against them, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he, Vic asked a great question. He's in his bag tonight. He's like Kyrie Irving. Shout out to my guy, Kyrie Irving. Y'all see him, man. Got Kyrie on my on my arm. Man, y'all know what it is, man. Big Kyrie Irving fan. Vic is in his bag right now. He said, I wonder who will end up being the bigger company when it's all said and done, NVIDIA or Tesla? That is a great question. I want to see your comments below in the chat, right? Which company do you think is going to be bigger when it's all said and done from a market cap perspective? NVIDIA or Tesla? Obviously, we know right now, um, you know, for a while, it was actually Tesla. Tesla was uh, was bigger than NVIDIA for the past few years. Um, and, you know, there was a change of guard. I want to see your comments that this is a really good question. Um, I guess, you know, here's the show where we give where we give our take. I'm going to give it to the queen first and then I'll, I'll give my answer. TR. What company do you think will be will end up being the bigger company from a market cap worth uh, perspective? Nvidia or Tesla? Ooh, I think Nvidia. You think Nvidia? I think Nvidia. What do you think? <laughs> that is, that was a great question, Vic. It's it's it's. <laughs> It's, it's easy for people to say Nvidia right now because Nvidia is in the lead. Um, it's a lot easier to say that. Uh, I feel like t I kind of feel Vic is on his roll. Vic, Vic, Vic is on his roll. If you asked me a year ago, I would say Tesla. The tides have changed. That's why I say it's it's difficult to say because also we do have to say this. We've seen the Nvidia have a run. Is it sustainable? That's the question. Mm -hmm. I do think it is sustainable for Nvidia. Um, I think that, I think that when it's all said and done though, I think Tesla will be a, a higher market cap. I think there will be a shift where Tesla ends up becoming a higher market cap company than NVIDIA again. Um, it's easy to say that NVIDIA will, will, will be bigger, but it's, it's, it's a tough call. I'm going to go with Tesla okay? Because, because I just think that there's some tricks up Tesla's sleeve. The same way NVIDIA has had tricks, I'm going to give Tesla the opportunity to expose their tricks. I think there's some things that Tesla will have in a pipeline down the line that will make this gap wider. So I, I think that I think that Tesla will, will, will overtake NVIDIA and market cap. Obviously, it ain't going to happen tomorrow, but I, I'll give an edge to Tesla, even though they're behind in the race. I mean, we'll see what happens. But we, I mean, I think at the end of the year, we should have a show. Well, I would say, uh, yeah, I think in the, at the end of the year, we should have a show. I will yeah. say this. I own both companies. Ah, I so you're winning. I think you should own both companies. I don't think either one is a loser, right? So 
us debating about who will be more valuable, I think that's irrelevant if they're both big time mega superstars, right? So I think at the end of the day, it's like you having LeBron and Jordan, in my opinion, right? It's like you having LeBron and Jordan, right? Listen. Actually, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you have Tesla, NVIDIA, and Apple, you have LeBron, Kobe, and Jordan. Jordan is Apple. Kobe is... He's Tesla. Kobe, Kobe is, Kobe is, Kobe is NVIDIA and LeBron is Tesla. See, the thing with Tesla is that, I mean, it's, it's not only like a car company, so I can see that perspective and they do, I mean, you're right. They have like a lot of tricks up their sleeves, but yeah. I know that even from like an AI perspective, they're going to bring in a lot of, like a lot of money anyway. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have NVIDIA too. So I hope they win. <laughs> That's right, man. The video now nah, they all gonna win. Ain't ain't, ain't yes. no hope. hope is not a strategy around here. Yes. They all are going to win 100 percent They are all gonna win. What other questions you got for me tonight? Let me see. That's actually it, I think, in terms for like for like the Federal Reserve and that. I'm I'm just curious to see like what's gonna happen on Wednesday, really. Yeah, nah, I'm super yeah. excited. So TR, we talked about last week on last week's show, right? Yes. We talked about the DIA. Remember we talked about the Dow? Yes. And what was that one particular ticker that I was talking about last week? What was it? Um, <laughs> um uh, I forgot. You forgot. TR didn't see it. Boeing. You remember Boeing? Oh, yeah. Man, I got like three clients that work there. My bad. Sorry, y'all. Shout out to Boeing. Oh, you all good. You all good, man. Boeing put out them, them contracts, man. They don't play. Boeing don't play. They'll contract. Right. TR, no. Yeah. So BA, man, I want to see some BA in the comments. And I also want to see you guys comment next play. That's what I want to see here tonight because we're going to give it. I want to see you guys comment next play. And I want to see ticker BA right in the comments. I want to see BA in the comments. That's what I want to see, y'all. I want to see ticker BA. <laughs> BA, man. So BA. So um, and I want to see next play. I see y'all here. I see y'all here now. We talked about uh, Boeing last week, and, and by no means necessary, right? Boeing, in my opinion, has not done what it's supposed to do yet. This today was a taste, but I want to provide a couple of updates for you guys. I want to pull up the charts here. So let me go ahead and share my screen. And then, TR, if you have anything after I do this, mm -hmm. any updates with the labor market, let's get those as well, too. Okay. So people have been asking about some stuff with the labor markets, just as far as different opportunities this summer. Mm -hmm. What are what are some things that you're saying? Okay. So go ahead and share my screen real quick, and I'll try to keep this at maybe about five to seven minutes. So boom. So last week we talked about Boeing, and we talked about the DIA. So if you didn't tap into last week's episode, please tap in. So ticker BA, right? 221.56 right now. What I was highlighting last week, TR, was this being in what we call a pattern called a bull flag. Oh, I see it. So this is what we would consider a pole, right? Mm -hmm. The same way a flag. And then this is the flag, right? This is the flap. Gotcha. The flag. So what happens is, is that when we see this type of pattern, this is a bullish pattern that when price breaks out, it ends up creating a rally. So I am looking for, right, we started to kind of see it a little bit earlier today. Boeing ended up breaking out of this pattern a little bit, right? It started its uptick, you see here on Monday, June yep. 12th, and it went all the way to 223 and it, and it rejected. Notice how price literally came to my resistance line and it pulled back. That gives me confirmation that this is a key level. 
So anytime I see price go into a level that I have plotted and reject, that gives me confirmation that I am correct about that level being significant. And that's exactly what we saw. So price pulled back. It closed at 221.56. My thing is I'm really watching and paying attention. Like I said, I don't get really excited about this until we break 235. That's when I start to get excited. When we break 235, that's when I get excited again. But this is a ticker, guys, that I am bullish on. I am currently in October call options on ticker BA. I am looking for this thing to go anywhere in between 240 and basically 260. I am looking for that breakout. So, yeah, that's an update. Now, to actually show you a stock that's actually having a similar pattern that is breaking out here right now. This is ticker TSM. Taiwan Semiconductor Industry, the same exact type pattern, right? Where we saw a flag pattern that was uh, forming out. This was a flag and price started to consolidate and we're starting to see price break out here. So ticker TSM, Taiwan Semiconductor, has been one of the top trending tickers over the past few weeks. And obviously with it rallying from 83 in mid-May, pushing now here above this 100 as of last week and being able to sustain above. And today it was up 4%. Levels to watch, 111.51. And you see my levels highlighted here, 113.88. Guys, TSM, high watch. This is another ticker I am currently long on for October as well. Excuse me, no, um, November. I'm actually in November options for this one, right? So TSM is one to pay attention to as well with this bigger macro level type breakout. We're on the monthly time frame, right? So price is breaking out on a monthly level. Now to take it to the DIA, right? To kind of run back here. Guys, we need to see this Dow, man, really break out from here. Notice as I switch to the DIA, it is the same pattern that you've seen on uh, Boeing. It's the same exact pattern. It's the same exact pattern that you've seen on Boeing, right? So you see price actually breaking out and rallying above and it's made its way um, you know, here, now it needs to get above pretty much $34,400, right? It needs to get above that level. That's what we need to see here from DIA. I, I like where DIA is positioned at. Um, I think it's going to push higher and move higher. So I want to see that as, as well over the next couple of months um, as well here too. So like I said, looking here at ticker DIA, we need to really watch it as well here too. 341.17 um, is where ticker DIA is currently at. So 345.03, that's really that breakout level. So the Dow, um, guys, I mean, it needs to, like I said, the Dow is one of those, uh, is the indice that's been quiet. You know, it's been consolidating pretty much since November. It's been in the same spot, but we know consolidation after some point and we see a breakout. We're looking towards, like I said, at 344 level and that's when price is going to break and the dow is going to go higher all right now the next ticker i want to talk about this is from a longer term perspective hold on an etf right i want to i want to i want to i want you guys to step into the office real quick right the arc etf this is the etf that obviously has been controversial a lot of people probably lost money on it you know from obviously it's decline from 160 so there may be some people with some sour taste in their mouth but hear me very clearly. Interest rates right now, pay attention. Two things, right? 
interest rates started potentially getting ready to be hiked. Where? Here. What happened to the ARK ETF? It went to hell. Now, what is the ARK ETF made up of? The ARK ETF tells you, it literally tells you right here in this word, innovation. So I want you to ask yourself a question real quick. Very simple. Is the world done innovating? I want you to ask yourself a question. Tiara, is the world done innovating? Never. Never. Now, is there times where certain innovations and certain things don't work as well as they used to? Yes or no? Yes. Correct. Thank you. So when I take a look at the ARK ETF, a lot of the companies that are in the ARK ETF are companies that are companies that are in innovation mode, right? Or companies that may have not necessarily proven themselves to be the most profitable. Companies that are trying to develop their products and services um, over a period of time. Now, what I notice is it seems almost as coincidental that magically as the market is getting ready to pause interest rate hikes, and we'll figure out later when the reality of interest rate hikes are going to uh, end up trading, you know, I'm assuming interest rate hikes are going to obviously stop, but then we're going to start to see cuts. What do you think happens to those companies that, to TR's point, may have laid off 20% of their workforce or, or 40%, made certain budget cuts, lost out on profitability, you know, lost out on, on funding and finances? What do you think happens to maybe not all, but some of those companies that are now able to get cost of capital at a cheaper rate? What do you think happens to the startup world? It makes it easier to get startup money and venture capital, all of that stuff, right? Yes, yeah, growth. Yep. Now growth, growth comes in. And in certain areas of the market, you want to buy when other people don't want to buy. Now, I'll be the first to tell you, a lot of the companies, not just within the ARK ETF, but also that are within the, the, the smaller growth stock plays, right? I don't want to necessarily be in them individually. But what I do like is I do believe like Kathy Woods, how she thinks she's not thinking about today. We get it right now. It's not time for all these innovation stocks to be going up 500, 1000%. But what happens when the day comes when innovation takes off again and those names take off again? And it's ARK ETF. I'm not saying by no means necessary is it going back to 160. But I do think that over the next few years, as interest rates come down and some of these companies write their ship, I wouldn't be surprised to see the ARK ETF at maybe 70, 80 bucks again, maybe even 100. I wouldn't be surprised. If I looked up three to five years from now and maybe the ARK ETFs at 100 bucks, I wouldn't be surprised. And the reason why is because as this as this um, you know world continues to go on, innovation is going to continue happening. AI is going to be seen more and more. All these companies are going to innovate and these companies are going to become better, not just when interest rates come down, but also when the economy gets in a better shape as well, too. So the ARK ETF for me is something that's interesting, right? Right now, from a technical perspective, it is sitting in demand. So notice that there's been obviously not enough sellers to really take this thing below 30. So that's something that I like. And what I do like is when I take a look at certain other stocks that are within that particular index, I also see similar things. Now, at the same time that the ARK ETF is starting to try to break out, it's the same thing with Roku. And we're seeing literally this at the bottom where now it's starting to trade sideways and it's starting to try to build momentum. It hasn't built it. It's trying to build it. We'd like to buy stocks at wholesale prices 
and sell them at retail prices. I want everyone to put that in the chat right now. We buy stocks at wholesale prices and sell them at retail. Let's step into the vault real quick. Why do, like, I want you guys to really think about the science of it. Why do institutions and CNBC and all these people call us retail traders? Retail. Think about it for a second. Listen to that word, retail. If you're someone who buys something at retail, you are never getting the best price. Institutions buy things at wholesale prices and sell them to who? Retail traders. So think about the science and the psychology about that when they say retail traders. Their goal is to buy stocks at wholesale and discounted prices and sell them to you at retail. So a lot of times, when's the best time? To, the best time to buy is when no one's talking about a sector and it's brewing. The, the worst time to buy is when everyone's talking about it. That's the one of the worst times to buy a stock or buy or even get into an investment. That's one of the worst times to buy when it's in everyone's mouth. That's usually dangerous. That's a danger zone. One of the best times to buy is usually when a ticker is counted out, a company is counted out, and not to say that the industry may be dead, but now they have to really come out swinging. And you notice that. So I'm bringing up Roku because Roku is one part, particularly of the ARK ETF. Tesla is part of the ARK ETF as well, too, right? So you have a plethora of different tickers that are part of this ARK ETF that are looking like they're starting to turn. So that's something, a note that I wanted to make to you guys as well here today. Mm -hmm. My last ticker that I'll share and show here tonight, I actually got one more after this, is Microsoft. Please, guys, do not miss this train on Microsoft. Oh, yeah. Microsoft all-time high is coming. I know it's been a kind of slow. We get it. But you got to factor in, this thing came from 213 and never looked back. So think of, it's going to be a little bit of choppiness. But guys, trust me, next month in July, new all-time high for Microsoft. Next month in July, I'm calling my shot here. Next month in July, new all-time high. Book it. Spoiler, not a prediction. That is a spoiler. So understand Microsoft, new all-time high happening in July. You can book it. It is a spoiler, not a prediction. So I wanted to highlight that. And I have one last ticker mm -hmm. that I want to go over here with us tonight. And I'm going to turn it back over to UTR. Cool. Our last ticker, meta, meta, meta. People thought Meta was dead, man. Let's get an update here on our ticker. Meta still here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is our eighth straight month so far of positiveness for Meta since hitting $87. Think about that for a second, y'all. Meta is currently at 271. Who would have thought, right? Mark Zuckerberg is crazy. He can't get the job done. He's washed. Facebook is dead. Instagram's dead. He's done for. Well, where are those people at right now? My, um, Microsoft, new all-time high, right? But Meta, the same thing. We want to watch for Meta. Not going to a new all-time high quite yet, but we want to watch this 297 level, y'all. Really pay attention to some of these levels. 276, 283, and 292. Those are going to be your levels and your next really key levels for Meta. Please watch it. Please, please, please watch it. I know a lot of you guys have locked in. Those contracts will meet back at 230-240, back in on an entry for October and December. So really be paying attention to Meta, looking uh, towards uh, 297 here next, y'all. 297 is that level approaching 300. So that's the updates that I have for y'all on the technical. Make okay. sure you, you will have some more stuff for y'all next week. But man, Tiara, we need to get that labor update. We need Listen. to get that labor update.
update. What's what's a hot what's a hot sector right now that's hiring this summer that people can take advantage of? Yeah, so I would say, I mean, as, as crazy as it sounds, tech sales is still up and booming. Okay, so you all should be looking into it's called like sales development representative roles, mm -hmm. as well as one is called account executive mm -hmm. and customer success. It's huge right now. Okay. Now I would also say from a, from like from the tech sector, you can also throw in data analysts and data scientists. Yeah. They are booming. Yeah. Now from the healthcare. Oh, sorry, Waffles. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Come here, Waffles. Just come Waffles here. busy. Oh my gosh. He's on Monday night take two, everyone. So from a healthcare perspective, you're going to also have nurse practitioners. So that actually grew by 42% versus last year. Okay. In terms of really like that being in demand. Um, but yeah, so those are really, really like, like the main, um, in terms of roles right now for this summer. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's a main role is majority of that, you know, so tech sales and nurse practitioners. Yep. And, and, and data analysts too. Yep. Data, data, yep. Analysts. data, 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 data. Yep. And data scientists. Yep. Now, in terms of industries, if you guys are looking to basically invest in, you should be looking at professional and business services. Mm -hmm. You also should look into, of course, healthcare, construction, mm -hmm. transportation. I think construction is going to really uptick. Yeah, sure. Yep. A lot of the infrastructure packages is money is being spent this summer. Yeah. That, um, that deal. A lot of a lot of that stuff. A lot of a lot of infrastructure stuff is is happening, you know, mm -hmm. particularly in a lot of cities. So, yeah, I agree with you on the construction. You know, okay. it could even yeah, property de property project development, property development. Yep, yep. yep. And the I see last one, um, industry is hospitality. So, like okay. hospitality. Yep. Gotcha. Now, the really like the main market that we're seeing the like the least amount of jobs getting created is actually manufacturing. Mm, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, and then also, too, I had to give you two more job titles to add. So you also have like a market research analyst. You can mm. add that to the list, and you also have so this is called um financial managers. You can okay. add them to the list too. Yes. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure. Yeah, finance, <laughs> financial management. Yeah, oh. and, and then also too. So if you guys are interested in learning, like in terms of, of like the skills, I always have resources. So please, see, uh, you know, shoot me an email. It's tiara at solutions by Swain. Last week I sent a lot of you all like different resources if you're interested in, in um learning. So you guys have like all the relevant skills for the top in demand jobs by 2027. Okay, so yep. that includes resources from project management business analyst, data science is on there as well. So please let me know how I can be a resource to you and waffles as well. So Waffles, man. Waffles look so comfortable right there. <laughs> waffles. Yes. waffles just wanted to see his mommy. What's good, Waffles? You say hi. You say hi, your uncle. He acting good on the camera. What's good, Waffles? But man, um, man, just, just super excited. I wanted to uh, take some time to really, you know, close out the show really here tonight. Just telling people, man, really appreciate your loved ones, man. Uh, call your loved ones, um, you know, kiss and love on your loved ones. Uh, make sure, you know, make sure you're reading those bedtime stories to the children and, and kissing the kids goodnight. You know, man, uh, it, life is so precious. Um, you really got to be appreciative of it um, and be grateful. I know there's a lot of times sometimes we can complain a lot in life. Maybe certain things didn't go our way. But if you woke up this morning and your feet hit the floor, Come on, uh, you, 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 you had a, a, a way you, you, you had a way bigger head start than somebody else whose feet might have not hit the floor that next morning. So um, every day is another opportunity to go out there and do something different and win. And um, I just want to say, man, super appreciative to all you guys here at the Come Up Series and um, you as well, TR. So um, shout out to Vic in the background. Shout out to Mark Monroe. And, um, you know, shout out to, to all my loved ones, you know, my 
Sayer, Kendall, my wife, Kim, you know what I'm saying? Like just shout out to all the loved ones, my mother, my sisters, you know, my friends, family, you know, everyone. So, you know, you really got to take a look and, and really ask yourself, man, you know, who are you doing this for and, and what's your why as well, too? So never forget that. Never lose sight of that. And y'all, man, this has been another episode of Monday Night Take, man. Um, we gave the plays. We gave the game. The Federal Reserve, I have a strong conviction that we will pause interest rates um, this week. A super, super strong conviction. Um, and I think that going into next week, um, you know, we'll have a lot to discuss on, on Monday. So super excited this week. I'm excited to see how things play out. You know, we're in the month of June. You know, the summer is pretty much here and it's going to go by fast. So we got waffles on tap. TR, anything to close us out? Yeah, well, I just want to say I'm really excited for the future here. OK, so despite all these layoffs, it's still going to be growth. So in terms of this job market, we're still going to see positive gains versus before we even started in January. OK, so I, yeah. I will you just as a reminder, make sure you all get these LinkedIn's together, get that resume updated. If you have any, if you need any advice, I'm always here to support you. OK. I'm excited. Nice. I want to see you win. And also, y'all, Lawrence, I'm officially at 2.5 million salary increases for my clients. So I'm almost there. Oh. I'm there, y'all. I'm supposed to get the 3 million by December. And I think I'm going to get there for sure. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. Let's get it, man. So, you know, shout out to that milestone. Memphis, I will see you guys this Friday and Saturday in the city of Memphis. I'm excited to come to you guys. Shout out to Waffles for coming oh, on tonight, being our guest star and a, a, another one of our co-hosts. So shout out to Waffles. Yes. But man, we will see you guys. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe and share this video with three to five people. Next week, I challenge us. Let's get up to at least I want to say four to five hundred live viewers. Okay. If we do that, I'm going to have something special for y'all, right? We're going to have something special. Me and TR, like I said, we're also putting together the Dallas live event, um, live Monday night take show, actually. Um, it's going to be happening in July. So excited to get back outside. You know, comment Dallas if you're in Dallas. Gear up and get ready. You know what, Lawrence? If you do something special, I'm going to do something too for them, okay? If we get there, I will too. I'm, I'm going to throw in something to the mix as well. Bet. Let's get it. So we'll see y'all next week, man. This has been another episode of Monday Night Take. Y'all, peace out. Shout out to Wise Money Academy. We see our brother Santino in here. Peace. Nice.